And I want to turn you now to this message. And that is actually going to start out with a story from Mount Morgan in Queensland, Australia. I recently learned of the history of the people who lived on that land. They were mired in deep poverty. They had very little good farmland to sustain life. But then in 1882, Mount Morgan, Queensland, Australia, gold was was discovered on that mountain. Not just gold, but copper and silver as well. In fact, so much that it became, can you believe this? It became the largest gold mine in the world at that time. For 99 years, they mined that mountain. They pulled out of it 262 tons of gold, 37 tons of silver, and 387,000 tons of copper. And all the while, below the feet of those impoverished residents of Mount Morgan was a treasure beyond belief, and they ended up receiving none of it. Outside investors got it all. As incredible as that true story is, there is an even greater treasure that has yet to be mined by millions of people who have the rights to it. And they are the redeemed children of God. They may be you. That treasure is spiritual adoption and all that comes with it. And it is far better than gold, silver, and copper. The Bible's message of Christmas is that God made a way for sinners to be forgiven and become his children. And all of that was set into motion at the birth of Jesus Christ. Here's what Galatians chapter 4 says, and I would invite you to have your Bibles open. We're going to read verses 4 through 7, and it begins like this with verses 4 through 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. You know, that's a Christmas message. In fact, I think it's the greatest Christmas message in the Bible. And though you do not see or hear in those verses about angels in the sky at night, or shepherds in the field, or, or the manger scene, this is truly Galatians 4. It is truly the heart of the message of Christmas. What God's plan, even before creation, was to redeem sinners and adopt them into his family. And Galatians chapter 4 goes on to say in verses 6 and 7, And because you are sons, and that means sons or daughters, God has sent the Spirit of his Son, that's the Holy Spirit, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. The heavenly father sent his son Jesus to redeem us by dying in our place, paying for our sins, bringing us into his great family as sons and daughters. And then he sent his spirit to dwell in every one of the redeemed in order to teach us the incredible spiritual riches that every child 
of the Heavenly Father has. Yet many Christians, just like the residents of Mount Morgan, are unaware of the unfathomable treasure that has been given to them, and that mine has been opened. The spiritual gold, silver, and copper is yours, child of God. But do you believe this? Well, let me survey the treasure and show you a sampling of what every Christian possesses, what every Christian has inherited from his or her heavenly father. Well, here's treasure number one, God's love. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says, See or behold, be astounded by the kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. With a love like that from the Heavenly Father, what do we ever need to fear? Well, that's actually why we have treasure number two, which is God's peace. And Jesus himself said to all of his people, therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Your heavenly father knows that you need them all. These are all treasures that we have because we have been adopted by our heavenly father. When my oldest son was five years old, I took him with our youth group down to Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And the host of our beach retreat, that was a beach retreat, I took our teens with us. The host of our beach retreat had a 26-foot boat, and he took us out into the bay, into Barnegat Inlet, and out into the Atlantic Ocean. And that boat would rise up on the crest of that ocean so high that if you were sitting in the boat, you couldn't even see the ocean. We were so high above it. And then it would plunge us down into the troughs so low that the ocean literally was higher than the boat all the way around the boat. And understandably, my son, my little boy was terrified and he was crying and he immediately climbed up into my lap and buried his face in to my chest and within seconds fell asleep. I'll never forget that. That taught me a spiritual truth that when I understand just how much my heavenly father loves me, what peace it gives to me, I can climb into his lap through prayer and I can sit there and trust him and have peace in my heart. How powerful the peace that our Heavenly Father gives to his children. Why would we ever fear? Well, there's another inheritance. There's another treasure, and that's the promises of God. God has promises for each of his children. And 1 Peter chapter 1 says that we each, the children of God, have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. I stumbled on a biography of a man named Billy Bray. Billy Bray lived in Cornwall, England in the late 1700s into the 1800s. And Billy Bray was a drunk. He worked in a mine. And one payday on his way home from the mine, 
He picked up a wheel, wheelbarrow full of coal. His family, his wife and his children were at home, and they were out of coal, and this is the winter, and it was cold. And he's wheeling that wheelbarrow of coal home when he came to his favorite bar, and he stopped. And he went inside, and he got drunk. Well, a few hours later, his wife came out to the bar and found Billy Bray, and she found the wheelbarrow of coal, and she herself wheeled it home to get the fire going to bring heat to the family. And then he came back out to the bar and helped her husband find his way home. This is just how Billy Bray was. He was a drunk. In fact, his friends said that his profanity was so bad that his breath stank of sulfur because his words, they said, came from the pit of hell. You know, Billy Bray began to dread going to sleep at night. He began to be terrified that he was going to wake up in hell. He was miserable. He knew he was a sinner. And one Sunday, in the midst of a terrific, terrible rainstorm, he said, I need to go to church. I've got to find a way to be forgiven. So he walks to church. But it was raining so bad that nobody had come to church that Sunday, not even the minister. But Billy Bray went home, and he was determined, I've got to find a way to be forgiven. And all that day, he began to pray. He began to pull out the Bible and to read the Bible that the family owned. And he began to read Charles and John Wesley's songbook. Even into the next day, he was reading the Bible, reading that songbook, until finally he fell on his knees and pleaded to the Lord for forgiveness of his sins. In November 1823, God gave that forgiveness to Billy Bray. He called on him for mercy, and God gave him that mercy and saved him. And Billy Bray, the rest of his his healthy life, worked in the mines, but he also began to preach, and he began to build chapels all around Cornwall, be able, he began to build chapels for churches. Even though he didn't pastor any of them, he began to build them. And he built them by faith because he had no money. And he had a profoundly intimate relationship with his heavenly father. He knew, and I'm quoting from this biography, that he was an adopted son of God, the king of kings. And therefore, he was a prince already possessing royal rights and privileges. And for him, he exalted to think his heavenly father had reserved everlasting glory and blessedness. This is Billy Bray. Well, he understood his inheritance. And I want to take you to the next treasure that too many Christians do not realize they possess, and that is God's guidance Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says, For all who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. Friends, do you understand, Christian brother and sister, that the Father guides his children by the Spirit of God? It is one of your inheritances as the adoption that the Father has given to you. You know, constantly Billy Bray would ask, or he would say to people, Well, I need to go talk to my Father. 
I need to go ask my father. He understood that his heavenly father would answer him and his heavenly father would provide for him and his heavenly father would guide him. Well, there's another one, and that is God's family. For all, for you who are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, Ephesians 2.19. That's a treasure. We have a family, Christian brother and sister, and this family is meant to gather around you. This is why we worship together. This is why we encourage you, come, be in our church, gather in a community group. Understand that you have people around you who are your brothers and sisters, and we're going to be together for all eternity. You are not alone. You are part of the greatest Christmas family on earth. How many of you, and I would ask even more specifically, have you been redeemed and begun to mine and dig into the treasures and the blessings and the privileges that are yours because you have been adopted into the family of God? Or are you like the people of Mount Morgan, living a life of spiritual poverty, not realizing that untold riches have been given to you from the Heavenly Father? I truly believe that spiritual adoption is the greatest blessing of the gospel. Well, let me close with a story, and I would ask you to listen to this very carefully. Let me tell you, about another group of people, and you might belong to that group of people. Three men were flying to a remote cabin in northern Alaska when their plane went down. They landed safely on a frozen lake in northern Alaska, but for two weeks, waiting to be rescued, they were trying to find food. They were foraging, but it was deep winter, and it yielded nothing to eat. And these three men who had crash-landed along this lake, they walked out in that lake. They cleared the snow away from the glass-like ice, and they could see schools of fish swimming below them, but they had no way to get through that ice to the food that could have been theirs. There are some who I am preaching to even right now who do not know the Heavenly Father. And like Billy Bray at one time, there may be growing in you a fear that one day you're going to die and wake up in hell. You hear of these privileges that I just told you about. You hear of these five blessings, and there are so many more. And you know that they could be yours, but they are not yours, and you have no way to get to them. There is a way through that barrier, and it is to believe that the real Christmas tree is called the cross of Calvary. And if you will just trust and the one who died on that cross, 
You will be forgiven. You will be redeemed. And you will be adopted. You will be brought into that family. And the Heavenly Father will give to you an inheritance of spiritual riches that are yours in part now and in full in eternity. But will you believe? Will you reach out to Jesus by faith? And will you say with Billy Bray, and I quote, I have faith to believe it. In an instant, the Lord made me so happy that I cannot express what I felt. I shouted for joy, Billy Bray said. I praised God with my whole heart for what he had done for a poor sinner like me. For I could say, the Lord has pardoned all my sins. If you will believe, if you will trust in Jesus Christ for your salvation, then the Heavenly Father will say to you, welcome to my family, and you will have more spiritual riches than you could ever describe. Will you pray, and will you trust and if you are already a Christian, will you believe and will you tap into those spiritual riches and live the life of a child of God? May, be, may this be the best Christmas that you have ever had. May you discover new or for the first time or for the first time in a long time just how great your father is. We love you. We pray that you have a great Christmas. God bless. May you discover the riches that are for every child of God. Amen.